Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Gym's Cast with your host, Joel Kleber. And this is the Facebook audio replay of episode number six of our hashtag AskGym sessions. And I'm surprised that uh, it's, it was going for, for six episodes and we're up to around episode 25 now. So we're gonna try and push out around two a week of the, um, the hashtag AskGym, and we're trying to go in order from our first one, which we have been doing, right through to our most recent one. So as you can hear these develop, you'll hear us get a little bit more Confident, obviously Jim's a great, great speaker. It's probably not Jim, it's probably more for myself and we get a little bit more control of what we're doing. Um, on this one, thanks to Jake for giving me some notes on this. He had a quick listen through just to recall it. Um, on this episode, you'll hear a bit about safety nets for business and what Jim advises on that. Um, Jim also talks about his work hours as the CEO and his routine. It's a question we get quite a bit. Jim goes into in depth about that. He also talks about our white collar divisions and how they fit into the Jim's service model. Now, just a quick rundown, Jim's obviously has stretch the brand a lot. We obviously have around 50 plus divisions and some of those are what you probably not consider with your traditional sort of, let's say home services, let's say your mowing, your cleaning, your dog washing, that. We have things like real estate, bookkeeping, gyms financial services, gyms conveyancing, and there's a few others which I am um, deliberately not forgetting, I just can't recall them off the top of my head right now. But we talk about how the brand is stretched uh, to that and why obviously our customer service standards are, are, are sort of applied to those areas. Um, we also go into a bit about debt collection as well, and if they ever come to that, will the Gyms Group help you and anything about that? And also Jim talks about that the Gyms Group doesn't restrict you to the type of work you can do, and you can actually in fact take work cross-divisionally. So any, anyone outside of the group listening, um, we do have franchisees who have skills in other areas, and they might put themselves what we call down cross-divisional work. Um, so for example, let's say a handyman franchisee, um, might be pretty handy as a painter, for example, and um, if there's any unserviced gyms painting leagues, they can put themselves down and take any of the excess work that the painting guys can't do. So I hope you enjoy this episode and uh, make sure you tune into our weekly hashtag AskGym Facebook Live sessions. I think we're up to episode 25 or 26 now, so we've got another one on Wednesday night. And as always, if, it's, um, if we advertise it, it's welcome to the public. Uh, make sure you follow Jim's handles on social media, so on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. It's at the Jim Penman. And obviously as well, follow the Gyms Group stuff. We're pushing out a lot of content there regularly. And um, if you can leave us a rating and review, especially on iTunes with the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, we thank you for listening. Yeah, welcome to another Facebook Live with Jim. How are you, Jim? Yeah, I'm good. Going well, that's good to hear. So tonight, Jim's going to be strictly around for 30 minutes only because he has a franchise all dinner to get to at 7 o'clock. Yeah. So maybe you just want to let everyone know what the franchisor dinner is and what happens. Um, we have our initial course for franchisors who do the three-day franchisee training and initial two-day generic training. Um, and as part of that, we have this little function, this little tradition on Thursday night where we all get together and have a nice meal. And uh, we have a few games and yes. puzzles and things just for fun, which I run. So I'm a notorious sadist. because, And everybody who's done these knows the answer. They sort of sit there laughing because... Some of it's quite funny. It's good to watch the national staff who do go down and watch it because we do know the answers and we watch the frustration on the people. It's so frustrated. Yeah. I can't work this out. Yeah. Makes it's, no sense. It's a ripper. And we'll have them thinking for days. Like the next day they come and they rack their brain yeah. on Friday. It probably distracts them from some of the, the Friday. Well, one of them we won't uh, give them the answer to until the, till the end of the training. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly man, right. They try to look it up on Google and they can't find it. That's it. So yeah. everyone tuning in, 15 people at the moment. Hi, guys. So Sal, John has tuned in said, hey, Jim, and Caleb, Templeman has tuned in and said, hey. Hey, guys. Hope you're well too, Caleb and Sal. So thanks for tuning in again. If you're tuning in now, let us know you're here. Give us a like, give us a comment, give us a question, and we'll try and get through it. Strictly half an hour tonight. Next week will be on Wednesday as well. So we're going to try and move it to, to Wednesday mm. um, just to make it that midweek and we'll break it up. 
So I'll get into a few questions here and launch straight into it. As I said, if you've got a question, put them into the comments and I'll attempt to get to it as much as we can. Okay, so first one, Jim, is from Leah. Now, Leah is our documents and compliance manager here at Jim's and she goes, hi, <laughs> Facebook. She wants me to raise this. This has been irking her for a couple of weeks. She goes, you mentioned in a previous video, Joel started in documents doing unskilled work. What's your view of skilled? Well, I don't think what Leah does is unskilled at all. <laughs> but, but as I understood it, I didn't, I didn't really know. She said you had a, a law clerk background. Yeah. But, but, but it's basically something that you could just give to a person, a new person. You didn't require you know, qualifications or anything for it. Yeah, well, I think, well, you didn't have the time, but we were under the guidance of, um, of lawyers. But the way the system was set up, we have a really efficient legal and contracts department. Um, it's basically running with three uh, lovely ladies here. Mm. And, and, uh, and we've got a uh, lawyer as well. But they basically produce more than more than a thousand bit of documentation. Whereas if this is an external system, you'd be paying five grand. I've heard that five grand for a set of contracts in a gym franchise, right? Mm. Whereas what our contract price is like one hundred and one dollars. So a franchise agreement can get turned around like that because it's that efficient. So mm -hmm. big parts of the ladies into Leah and to her team of yeah. Chloe and Ange. Leah, Leah yeah. is super efficient and, and great. No question about it. But it, when you have somebody coming into the apartment, they don't know this at the beginning. They have to be taught. That so, is true. So basically, from our point of view. No, Joel, Joel wasn't a, <laughs> didn't have a PhD in no, 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 definitely not, no, definitely not. But we, it's definitely not unskilled work. Um, we've got that out there for you, Leah. Not, not at the level of the people who are in charge of the department, for sure. Exactly right. So hopefully that answers your question. Okay, so Joseph Quinn last week via Facebook submitted a question which we didn't get to, which is, hi, Jim, do you have any advice for a young guy wanting to take the leap to go full-time in a business? Any safety nets, etc. Well, um, <laughs> I'm a bit biased. Most service businesses fail fairly quickly. And, and the biggest problem in the beginning is it's not just that you don't know what to do, it's that you don't have any client base. So before I franchised, I used to sell lawn mowing rounds. And a person had a lawn mowing run at 65 regular clients, they could make a decent living out of it. Um, Obviously, if you, have, if you don't have that, you're trying to start from scratch, it's incredibly hard. And I never did that I, because I started off as a um, part-time. I did gardening back at $1.50 an hour back in 1970. $1.50? $1.50, that's what I yeah. used to charge. And then I, I realized I could raise my price $2 into $3. That was a lot. And then I started doing most lawns $5. And so I, I, got my, I gradually learned the skills and I learned how to find jobs and what worked and the leaflets and stuff. So by the time I went full-time in... In 1982, I've been actually doing it for like 12 years. So it's difficult to start. I would say if you're going to start a business, you probably should either buy a business of some kind of small one or a franchise or start part-time, do it at the weekends, learn, learn the skills. Actually, if you're interested in that, pick up a copy of my book. You can actually download it for free from the website. And... Um, It'll, it'll tell you how I did it and how I did start from scratch. But that's sort of difficult. So there you go. Hopefully that answers your, your answer, answers your question, Joseph. Um, the book is available via gyms.net. If you go to the um, Meet Jim mm -hmm. section, there'll be a book there um, and surely an audio book. So I'll just run through a few people that are tuning in now. Hello, Actually, I'll give, can, I give you a, can I give you a really cheeky bit of, bit of, bit of advice? Uh, <laughs> what you can do is to go and inquire about a gym's franchise <laughs> and go to the franchisor and after you put through the training course, now we do not typically sign a person before they do the training course. So the only commitment is to training. So you can get the best training in Australia at cost. It's only going to cost you 
oh, a few hundred bucks plus plus accommodation and food if you need to come here and you can learn everything at the end of it you can walk away and run your own business so there we are so there you go joseph the great sit there from jimmy we've himself. had people come and do the entire franchising and franchise or course and then go away and start their own rival franchising organization it's happened we don't mind that's it. So that's a good bit of advice there, Joseph. So hopefully you can take it up. The only the only trap of it is this. When you do our course, you may get sucked in because it's pretty <laughs> impressive. It's a very good course. It's definitely really good. A lot of people are surprised um, how well it is run. It's um yeah been conditioned over how many years it's been running? Twenty years nearly that course or yeah, yeah. a long, long time. And every and every and every trainer is is um is rated on every session by every participants so it's very tough if you don't do quite so oh, yeah. if i have an off week or something it's really obvious in the ratings no that's it gets very got to be better next time that's exactly right so hopefully that answers your question joseph and we hopefully maybe see you down here okay so let's go run through here thanks to everyone for tuning in let us know you're here with a like um, or a comment or just a question if you've got one so quinn says here g'day jimbo hi quinn um, Caleb says, can't stay for very long, just jumping in to say hi as we're cooking at the moment. Well, good to see you cooking and watching. Jason Pollock has tuned in and gone hi again from Jim's Pool Care on the Central Coast, New South Wales. So hey, hi, Jason. John Idema has tuned in again. He tunes in every week. Hey, gentlemen, hope you are well. Hi, John. He's a cleaning franchisee. Jared Higgins has gone, hey, Jim, from Antennas Franchise in Wollongong. Hey, Jared. All right. Hey, Jared. Let's we better get some of these questions. Well, I was going to run down here and they've taken the time. We, so we, we, we haven't gone long. Got long. Time so, Stuart Rainbow's gone. Hi, Jim and Joel tuned in for the chat. So, hi, Stuart. Don McKinnis has gone. That's why splits are such a good option for our business. Yeah. Jim's mowing Bay of Plenty and Hawks. Evening, so guys. How are you going? Mark Wiz, who's in training today at the franchise or training. Keep living the dream of Jim's <laughs> kitchens. Get on board. Yeah, we'll see you soon, Mark. You and have fun. That's it. And we have here Jim's Maming is tuned in again. Oh. I hope to see you soon, Jim's Beaming. We've, we've um, hopefully get you down here to come and meet Jim and have a have a chat with him. So g'day, Jim. Jim's Beaming here. Sean Daly's gone. Is Thursday the only day you can do this? We're actually looking to change it to Wednesday, Sean, so we can change the days. And he's gone. Mike Izzard. Mark Izzard has gone. Hi, Jim. Jim's roller doors. I'll walk up and photobomb you both. Up to you, Mark. Go for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then John Render's gone. You could have shaved. That's to me, is it, Mark? Oh, sorry, John. Yeah, that's probably right. I was, I've been working. He's just trying to look like Jim. That's all. Oh yeah, exactly right. I need to grow the beard as a substitute for Jim. Mm -hmm. So um, and put the bucket hat on and everything. But um, we've been flying with Jim's.net. So we've launched a new website, actually, John. So it's been keeping me up, and we've been under the pump with that. But thanks everyone for tuning in, writing comments. So I'll get some more questions here. So Dennis Bushel via Facebook has gone. How many hours does Jim work a week these days, and how does he achieve a work life and family balance? Uh, that's a real hard question to answer because my my working life and my home life is all varied. You know, I can take I go and pick up my kids from school, for example, and um, but I might be working until into the evening and answering emails at till ten yeah. o'clock, eleven o'clock at night. So it's kind of hard. Also, what's working? You know, I'm going off to the franchise or dinner tonight, which is kind of fun, but it's also kind of part of my job. So, and sometimes I'll, I'll go out to the farm and I'll, I'll actually. Um, I'll be digging potatoes or something and listening to a talking book. Even though I'm not working, it's actually some of my best time and my best ideas come from doing that. So it's, it's sort of, how do you define work? I, I don't, actually, if you talk about work as something that you do just for the sake of making money and not because you enjoy I, I have I retired 10 years ago, really. So hopefully that answers your question, Dennis. I'll, just answer, I'll ask one in the feed, Sean Daly, I know the answer to this one. Sean Daly's gone, what's your favourite alcohol beverage, Jim? 
the only drink of alcohol I've had in the last 40 years was I went to a friend's wedding and, and they gave you a sip of, of wine as part of the communion, but uh, I don't drink. Yeah, he doesn't drink any alcohol. <laughs> I never used to like the taste of it anyway, so yeah. I'm not a natural drunk, I'm afraid. A <laughs> natural drunk. There's his answer. But I don't like chocolate too much, so if I have my vices. That's the guilty pleasure. So hey, hi, everyone, to tuning in. We've got 34 people tuning in now, and you've commented as well, so we appreciate that. And hopefully we answered, asked everyone's comment there. Sometimes the comments don't come through on the feed, so if they don't, we'll get, we'll get to them post this. I'll run through another question here. So Jamie Byard via Facebook has gone, Jim, you talk a lot about mowing and cleaning a lot, being more of a labour-intensive work that can be easily learned. Where do you see that more of the white-collar franchisees in divisions such as real estate and finance that require past experience and licensing fit within the group, and what are the advantages for franchisees? It's not really a problem, actually. Strangely enough, divisions that require experience, like uh, bookkeeping is another one, um, we actually find it relatively easy to attract franchisees. If anything, those divisions, are, it's more of a challenge to find work. Because if you're doing something like fencing or handyman or mowing or cleaning, there's so much work. Whereas if you're talking about something like computers or bookkeeping or real estate, it's relatively easy to find franchisees, but much harder to find work. So, um, but look... It, it, it works fine, actually. The, the, the system is the same. It doesn't almost no matter what you're doing, really. The, the, I'm not an expert in any of these fields, but I'm partnering with people who are experts and have got decades of experience under their belt, so they understand how to do it. Um, we don't get into retail. We don't understand that, but anything that's service we'll get into, and it, and it works in a very similar fashion. All the systems of customer service are the same. All the, system, all the contracts are basically the same, just the schedule is a bit different. The base training is the same, talking about the ethos and relationship of franchisees to franchisors. All the stuff that I get involved with, is it doesn't really matter whether it's real estate or bookkeeping or mowing or whatever. It's, it's very much the same kind of business. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny. People sometimes think of me as somebody who knows everything, but in fact, I know almost nothing. I just know <laughs> just my areas of expertise are things like contracts and and customer service and service to franchisees in these areas. And that, that's the common point. So I hope that answers your question, Jamie. And we've got a few more here, which I'll get to real quickly. So John Jim, what a name, John Jim. He's right. gone, hi, Jim. If someone has limited funds to start a franchise, does the Jim's group have other options? For example, some form of startup kit to help? Um, if you haven't got enough money for a franchise, which is a common problem, actually, especially these days, we do have a system called Go Blitz, which we're looking at uh, tr transforming into Jim's Jobs. And that's... Um, Jim's Plus, sorry. Jim's Plus, yeah, sorry, Jim's yeah. Plus, yeah. So you can, if you actually look up goblitz.com, you can see it. And that's a way of putting down for work as an independent and taking our overflow, which is quite a lot because we turned, back, turned off more than 130,000 leads last year. So we're actually had a system where we kind of allow outsiders to get the stuff that we can't handle. And the idea is that as we charge for them, at the moment we're still running at a loss, we can use the money to support the Gyms Plus site and give more work to our franchises when they need them. So the idea is to take the jobs we can't handle, get them looked after, which is good for the customers, help give some independents a bit of a help, but at the same time eventually get enough money to give our people more work. Because obviously what we want, we want every one of our franchisees to be busy year round. Hopefully that answers your question. Mm -hmm. So I'll run down here for a couple of comments that have come in. So Sean Daly, who tunes in every week, and we appreciate you tuning in, Sean, and your engagement. He's gone, can you do a shout out, happy 21st birthday to my son Tyrone, so I can share it with him later. He's a fan of Jim. Oh, happy birthday, Tyrone. There you go, happy birthday, Tyrone. And 21 years, that's good. 
21 years. Used to be the key of the, key of the door, but now it's 18, I guess. But still, yeah. 21's a, a milestone. I wish I was 21 again. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Jezelenko's gone, hi, Jim. Yeah, hi. And um, we've got Jason Van Hunick has got a question. What was the pivotal moment you had that started the seed of idea of Jim's group? Uh, it wasn't anything in particular. Um, There's no like eureka moment or nothing like that. It was just uh... no, no. It was it was very gradual. You know, it was from a part-time business that was when I went in and been academic, and then when I academic thing failed and I decided to go out mowing lawns. It's just the only thing I knew how to do. So it was, and then I just worked at it and always looking for the real idea that would would I could focus on. But it just sort of puttered along and just got better. I think if you download this book as well, yes, it shows you how it sort of went from. Uh, the mowing into the group and all that sort of stuff, plus yeah. the new Jim's book as well. Yeah, people often think it's one brilliant idea. It's not. It's it's a thousand different experimentations. Every day I'm still doing the same thing. I'm saying, how can we do it better? There is not one day of my life, even in weekends, that I'm not saying, how can I improve? How can we give better service to our franchisees? How can we better serve the customer? How can we great service and cut our costs down how, how can we present better it, it's it's just it's what makes it fun actually it's that progress but it's never it's never one thing and pe people if you, even if you look at somebody like um people like zuckerberg and, and the, the google boys it, it's the same kind of idea it wasn't one thing they did it was just a whole series of experiments because the ones that succeed other people had the idea they just did it better yeah Hope that answers your question. Uh, thanks yeah. for that question as well, Jason. And I was look, I was very surprised at how it went. I, I think it's a common story when somebody asked me at the beginning how many franchisees I might have one day, and I said, "Look, if it really goes well, we might have a hundred. I just really didn't have any idea. So I'll just run through here. So Jamie Byatt's gone. Nutella is Jim's weakness. <laughs> one of one of many, but it's one of my major ones. So you ever come to national office, bring a big jar of Nutella and? Yeah, well, that doesn't go too well. <laughs> if somebody gave me a big catering jar for my for Christmas as a joke, I actually had a couple of spoonfuls and I threw it out. Big waste. <laughs> so a franchise, uh, so a couple of things there. Graham Moore's gone, hi, Jim, from Jim's Dogwash in Forbes. Jezelenko's gone again. Can a franchisee get jobs through GoBlitz? Good question. No, not really. Anyway, you'd only, you'd only get the... Um, um, just at the moment, there might be a slight advantage in terms of lead fees, but it'll be more very shortly. And, and also, you don't get the advantages. On GoBlitz, if you're Jim's, um, you actually get, we, we show you've got a million dollars work guarantee, you've got a police check, you've got insurance, you've got all this, the good stuff and the reasons for using gyms. So unless there's a big difference in the star rating, I don't see why anybody would want a, a non-gyms person instead of a gyms person if there's a choice. Because, I mean, we, we've done fix-ups worth over $100,000. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's wrong, we'll always fix it if you're gyms. But if you're not, um, there was one of our franchisees actually had did some work um, as an independent, and he did some dreadful things, and, and it's got all kinds. Of, but it's, he wasn't us. If he if he'd done it as a as a building inspections, which is under our division, we would have backed it. But now he's done all this messy stuff as an independent. Well, you know, it's not us. It, it wasn't Jim's jobs. It was him. So, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think many people would want to do that. There are so many benefits for doing it through gyms. Hopefully that answers your question, mate. If you're not, just let us know and we can keep mm -hmm. going with it. Um, John Jim here is going, the new website looks fantastic. Guys, well done. Thank oh, you very man. much, John. Um, that was a help. very long labour of love with myself and our web developer, Georgius, who's been great. I actually bought him a bottle of whiskey today to show my appreciation for dealing with all my requests and my um, 
ultra controlling ways to get what I wanted done, but I appreciate that comment. Joel is Joel is amazing. He's he's a um, he's he's a, a digital manager, and he's just somebody who's who's always driving for better systems. I've learned so much from him. I mean, it, it's it's really over my head. It's all sort of younger generation stuff, but uh, even things like how fast websites load and, and use of social media, like like this thing here. I mean, I don't even use Facebook, so who, what do I know? Uh, but to be fair, Jim's been great. Jim allows me gives me a lot of freedom, right? Um, yeah. in a, any other situation wouldn't have that. I have to get multiple approvals in this with this. Like Jim just... He just comes to me and says, do you want to do that? I say, yeah, sure, yeah, go ahead. But um, right. part of my theory of management is that if you find good people, you let them have, to have their way. And, and you know, it's, a, the proof, it's the proof of putting us in the eating. If it works, then, which it has worked, um, then you trust somebody. And I've got, I've got brilliant managers. And, of course, Joel's one of my top people now, which is, which is interesting because he, he actually... Um, came in in a very junior <laughs> position at a very base wage. And it wasn't that long ago. Was it? How long ago? I started probably eight years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. Well, without, without giving out too many secrets, he's paid well over twice what he, what he started here for. <laughs> yes. and, he, and he was sure he'll do better. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy runs Jim's group one day. I hope um, so. I hope so. We'll, we'll see. It's a lot of pressure, but we'll see how we go. But I appreciate the comment and the feedback. That really means a lot to me. So thank you. I'll run through down a few shout-outs here first. I'll get to a couple of the questions in here real quickly. So Jignesh Kumar Patel's gone, hi, Jim. Fran Neal has tuned in again and gone, hi, Jim and Joel. Hi, Fran. We appreciate you tuning in. And James James Brown has gone, Jim is possibly one of Australia's greatest icons. That's a bit of a nice, <laughs> nice statement to pump your tyres What's up an there? icon? It's a sort of a gilded statue that sits in the church. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone, Jim you're, Jim, you're a bloody legend. How's your day? Uh, it's been good. We'll keep going on here. So um, there was a nice question. Before. So John Idema, so we're at this one. So... Where do you where do we draw the line to the services a franchisee provides to clients? I often get asked to go beyond what I think is probably not my domain yet. Definitely can do the job. I do it. Just do it. The only thing that our, our system matters is that if a job comes in for a different division, obviously that division is going to get it. But if you're good at what you do, you can actually also do it cross divisionally. So if you're, for example, um, Oh, if, if you're a mowing guy, but you also do handyman work, you can put down for handyman work that the mowing guys, the handyman guys can't handle. But they'll get priority, but you can go in after that. But if you're going to a client, you can, you can offer whatever you like. And we'd encourage you. I even talk about it during training. So you might go in to be a, a cleaner, but if, if they want handyman work done, or they want some painting done or anything, just, just go for it. Just don't do, just don't re rewire their house if you're not, not a registered <laughs> yeah. sparky. We'd rather you didn't do that because... Yeah. So I think the answer is if you're confident you can do it, John, go for it is the answer we yeah. give. So, um, and we'd encourage you to do it. It's good to do. The more things you can do for a client, the more valuable the relationship becomes. And also you don't have to travel. So if you can go to one place and you can spend you know, four hours there and make yourself you know, $300, that's a lot better than just going to a whole lot of different places mm -hmm. where you've got to travel between them. Thanks for that question. And there you go, John. Away you go. Mm -hmm. um, Jason Van Hunick has gone with a question. Current book you're reading. Oh, I just finished The Intelligence Trap. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, it's about, um, it's why good decisions aren't mainly to do with brains, they're to do with character, things like avoiding the sunk cost fallacy and stuff. So you, you, because you've invested so much in something, you don't want to back out even though it's a bad idea and, and just better ways of thinking. It's a, it's a wonderful book. So I've just started reading a biography of Charles Darwin, one of my heroes. So there you go. Hope that answers your question, Jason. Now, John Renders gone. As a Victorian weather-wise, is there a difference in, in cycle timing in lawns between us and Queensland lawns? 
And what do you predict in this year's weather patterns? Are we in for another dry winter? Yeah, well. <laughs> Very technical question. The first question is easy enough. Um, up north, um, New South Wales, Queensland, their busiest time tends to be during the summer, whereas here in the southern states, it's, it's more the spring. But um, as to long-term prediction, I go to the Weather Bureau. I wouldn't have a clue. Um, the weather seems to be better in the summer for mowing lately for some reason um, than it used to be. We used to have terrible droughts during the summer. It doesn't seem to dry out as much. But... So John Jim has gone here. I see more and more handyman franchisees out on the roads. Is this the fastest growing division? It's one of them. I, I probably dog wash is the winner right now. It's, it's, it's grown about mm, 60% since Sharon took over a bit over a year ago. Uh, but handyman's doing great. Yeah, it's definitely flying at the Building moment. Building inspection is doing really well. Painting's gone up well. Mm. Um, it's, we've got some real stellar divisions. It's, it's always down to the leadership if you've got the right person in charge. We've got Archie, actually, who works in this office, and he is, he is brilliant. So, uh, he's absolutely he's absolute jet, Archie. Yeah. So we'll keep going down here. So Fran Neal's gone. Doug and Fran Neal back again. Can you please arrange some rain for us, please? They're obviously <laughs> desperate for some. So yeah, well, Jim's abilities don't actually go to rain, mate. <laughs> yeah. If they could, we would. Um, Jignesh Kumar Patel has gone, hi, Jim, as your experiences at work, how do you organise your holiday but still you're busy at work? So I know you don't like holidays. So, no, I hate no. holidays. I actually took my family off on a two-week cruise and it was too long, too long. Even though I could do emails and stuff, and but it was difficult and it was slow and it's frustrating. I'll never do that again. I mean, to me, a holiday, a couple of days is great. I, I, I don't like holidays. So yeah, it's, it's boring. It's boring. Work is interesting. So and, and if I do take a holiday, as long as I got a computer, actually, my family went off to um, Thailand because I was asked to speak at this business thing, which was fine because I actually was speaking during the day to the people who were interested in business. And then I was answering my emails and I was taking phone calls and stuff. So my family was enjoying Thailand. So it was, it was a nice holiday because I could actually do something useful during the holiday. But the flights were pretty awful. I hate, <laughs> I hate flights. Yeah, Jim's not a fan of flying. <laughs> so Jezelenko here has got a good one. So Jezelenko is obviously a Carlton fan. They'll probably get maybe under the pump tonight. Insurance restrictions stop you from providing service outside of your main franchise. And this is a good point because if you're insured as a mowing franchisee, you're not technically insured for anything outside of those services of the division. Yeah, you're probably true. I don't really so know. So what you can do with that, Jezza, is that um, you can call up the insurance if you're with us or if whoever you're with and see if they can extend your coverage to cover those other things you maybe want to do. Um, might be an extra premium, but... Um, they can tailor a coverage extension for you if you want, depending on if you're qualified to do that type of work, etc. But there will be an extra premium. So we'll keep running on. Um, Brett Goodlett here has gone, I pride myself on customer service and, and getting fantastic conversion rates from leads as well as getting my own clients. Other uh, clients, that for me is about 60-40. So Brett's a franchisee. So thanks for tuning in, Brett. Yeah, and it's glad, good to hear you doing well. I'll run through some more pre-questions here real quickly. So Matt Bushell, who I presume was related to Dennis Bushell before, Going, what support does Jim give his franchisees in regard to invoicing functions and debt collections? Is this can be an intimidating thing for a new self-employed person? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's one of the things that we train in. Actually, we we do some element basic bookkeeping when we start off. Um, we encourage our franchisees to have some time with a bookkeeper, and franchisors can give help as well. As far as um, bookkeeping is concerned. Debt collection is very rarely a problem in for what we do. I mean, you know, if you were getting 1% bad debts, you'd have a lot of issues because you, you have the local cleaner or mowing guy. People don't generally want to stiff you. Um, if you if you want to catch them, you, you, you might make a few phone calls to chase them up about the money, but it's it's not really 
it's not really complicated. We do have some deals for debt collectors if you need them, but that's for larger amounts. Mm. But it's, it's honestly, it's so rare that, that it's not a big issue with us. Well, Matt Bush is going to follow up here. And this is not a bad question. We haven't had this one before. He goes, when a successful franchisee decides to sell their business due to retirement, divorce, moving locations, etc., who gets the goodwill in the business? Is it Jim's group or the franchisee? Well, basically 80% of the proceeds go to the franchisor and 20% go, sorry, the franchisee yeah. and 20% to the franchisor. Uh, that's presuming the business goes through properly. If somebody overstates their business and says it's got you know, 60 regular clients, there's only 30 turn up, then what will happen is a big chunk of that money will go back to the person who bought the business and overpaid for it. But, but fundamentally, the goodwill belongs to the franchisee. The franchisor's got to take something because they've got the work of looking after the new person and maybe giving some extra help and stuff like that. But, but mainly it goes. And by the way, of that, we at National or the Divisional would get um, 20% in return, so which is about 4% of the total. Mm. So it's only a very small portion. It's mainly the, um, the franchisee and obviously the, the regional franchisor. Mm. So he's a little, he's done a little question here. So I'll just ask this one to finish off his question set. So Matt Bush goes, last question for Jim, as he's a Richmond man. People think you go for Richmond because obviously back in the day, that punt road thing, he's gone, is how many goals will Richmond win by tonight? They're playing Carlton tonight, Richmond. Uh, I have never in my whole life been to a AFL match. So I'm sorry to say it's disappointing. It's amazing how many times people think that I would put my franchisees advertising money into Richmond because I was a Richmond supporter. <laughs> it was purely for the sake of finding my guys work. I think it would be unethical. It's like, it's like the franchisor. We've had situations where the franchisor wants to put their money into a big amount of advertising money into the local life-saving of which mm. their son happens to be a member. Well, you can't do that. You need to get permission from your franchisor. So we would be very careful about personal preferences because there are benefits too. If I was to support Richmond, I can go myself and I can be part of the president's club and get nice meals and all the rest of the advantages. But that's, that's a terrible reason for spending my franchisee's money. My obligation is to spend my money, their money, to get them work and any franchisor who promotes something simply because it's they like the club it would be very unethical in our view if you had to pick a team who would it be it'd be Essendon wouldn't it the Essendon <laughs> Bombers there yeah. I'm going to answer on his behalf and say Essendon Jim's an Essendon man so if you are any involvement in Essendon send us a bunch of stuff my kids used to ask me when I was younger they couldn't believe I didn't advertise didn't didn't promote didn't barrack for a team mm. so I always said Buganda which was an African kingdom so I just, what'd you say Buganda, I refuse to tell them. Buganda or Uganda? Buganda. Buganda. Buganda, Buganda right. was the original sort of kingdom about which the country of Uganda was built. It's on the north shore of Lake Victoria. There I used go. to study African history, so I tell them Buganda was my team. Buganda, oh, there really, you go. Really flummoxed them. I don't know what we could call them. Maybe the Buganda. I know they've got gorillas in Uganda, so maybe the Buganda gorillas. All right, there's the team. We'll make that one up. Okay, so I'll run through one more question here because Jim's got to run for Franchise All Dinner. Thanks for your comments and questions and sorry we're not going to get to all of them. I'll bank them up for next Wednesday. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Give us a like, a comment, question you know you're here. I'll bank them up for next Wednesday. So the last one I want to get to is from Stephen Archer and he goes, Franchising is often criticised by many with such statements as you need to pay fees and the only person that makes money is the franchisor. In this case, you. How do you respond to that? Well, um, I have to say that in some cases that's jolly well true because some of the stuff we're hearing about what goes on with Rutol Fruit Group and stuff with Domino's and things is, is shocking. It's really shocking. But one of the people in training this week I was speaking to used to have a Domino's franchise and he said it was just dreadful. 
but he knew what to look for. There's a very big difference with what we do. And one of the th parts of gyms that's important is that our fees are essentially voluntary. If anybody gets to the stage where they're not getting full value, all they've got to do is to pay us a maximum of $4,000. You walk away with your client-based run independent business. And I can tell you quite frankly, most of the time, we don't even ask that. So in other words, we've got nearly 4,000 franchisees in gyms. Every single one of them is there because they get ongoing value. And that's not just work, it's also support, it's advice, it's discounts, it's a sense of community, it's a sense of being with people who are going to support you if you get sick or if you get depressed. There's a lot of advantages. And actually, in fact, I think one of the fundamental problems with franchising is the fact that it isn't voluntary. And one of the things I've suggested, and I was talking to the ABC the other day, is that the biggest single thing they could do to fix franchising is not more and more disclosure documents, which nobody reads, but by law, giving franchisees the right to walk away from the business if they weren't getting value. That's how we make it work. And it does work for us. It works very well. But franchisees do leave, but the vast majority don't because they get value. Oh, the very passionate answer there, Stephen, for mm. you. And um, I'd love to. Write, I'm actually planning. Mm. I'm just talking today about writing a book called "What's Wrong with Franchising," and talking about all the dreadful ripoffs that go on in the franchising industry and what you can do about them. And basically, the idea is that you give power to the franchisees. For example, also when a person comes to the end of their their term at franchising, they have the absolute right to to sign the then current contract. They cannot be terminated if they're compliant with the system. If they're not compliant, they won't last 10 years. There's a whole lot of protections. Our franchisors, franchises can move to a different region if they're not happy with their franchisor. There's all kinds of things. We can't change the manual without our franchisees' consent. We can't change the franchisor's manual without their consent. There's a whole lot of stuff that we do that gives power to the franchisees to make sure that we're treating them like valued clients, not like serfs. And that is what's wrong with franchising. So it's a good question. It's a very good question. It's about time Australia woke up to the issues with franchising and did something real. And I've said this to every franchising inquiry. You've got to give franchisees more power, not more disclosures, which you can't read, not legal advice, which means nothing, power, influence, ability to actually do something and being able to walk away from the system or vote out their franchisor, as our people can do, which is not a termination, it's a forced sale. If that was introduced, then you see some real improvement in franchising, and then you see value. It's a good system if it's done properly. It's a terrible ripoff if it isn't. So there you go. That's a great, um, great answer, Jim, and that's a very passionate answer. And Jim's very passionate about it. We'll leave it there, guys, because Jim's got to run out of franchise order. Mm -hmm. It's seven oh three, so he's gone a little bit over. We'll be doing this again next Wednesday at six thirty. So if you've left a comment or question here and didn't get to it, I'll bank them up on the bit of paper. And I will read him out to Jim first thing. So yeah. leave your questions here. Sorry, I got to go, but uh, no worries. It's got to run. It's a big occasion, this. No worries. Thanks, Jim. And uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in. And as I said, put comments or questions in there. I'll bank them up for next Wednesday at 6.30 and I'll put them first to Jim. So thanks, guys, and we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to that episode of the Jim's Cast on the Jim's Network. If you want to see more of this type of content, make sure you let us know by following at the Jim Penman on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and also all the Jim's Group staff on the various platforms. Also head to the Jim's Group YouTube channel and give us a subscribe, there's some great content there. Leave us some comments or questions about what you maybe want us to do on the show next and we'll try and do that. Also head to jims.net and you can learn more about Jim there. We hope to see you next time.